0: MIDI clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. In the tradition of radio classics, here in Tales of the Night are the stories, horrors, and legends that inhabit the streets of Mexico and Iberoamérica the darkness of the most successful and acclaimed horror podcast across all categories in Latin America looms over you. Now in English. Tales of the Night. Tune in now. But be warned, because in the silence of the dark, you might just become the next protagonist of Tales of the Night. Listen to Tales of the Night wherever you get podcasts.
1: What do you know about the Men in Black?
0: da 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 Da, 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 da,
1: da, da. Oh, Will Smith, right?
0: Good times. <laughs> RIP career. RIP.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Scary Mystery Surprise,
0: where we talk about scary things that surprised us around the internet.
1: I'm Edwin.
0: I'm Michelle.
1: Well, yeah, this one's about the men in black, but not like the men in black, not the cartoon or the movie did you ever watch the cartoon michelle there was a cartoon about it
0: no i didn't it's really good was it
1: yeah it was like on i don't know it was one of those saturday morning things i think it was it was really cool but this one is actually about the men in black the real ones i think i don't know if the movie's based on these guys
0: it has to be i it has to be i i mean that didn't just come out of the air men in black i mean that had to have come from this legend or
1: yeah, that's true.
0: Would it be a legend? I mean, urban legend or... And it's a, more of a conspiracy theory, huh?
1: Right here we labeled it phenomenon, but I mean, yeah, conspiracy. Obviously you have those people that say like, there's these people who came to my house or whatever. But, you know, there's witnesses that say that, yeah, these men in black, men's men. These men's in black. Yeah, actually visit whenever you have an encounter. So I'm excited. I like this stuff. I mean, aliens... Yeah. I actually really like aliens.
0: You're into aliens.
1: Yeah. It, maybe I might tell you about what I think that I had an encounter with one. I, I might I might just say it.
0: Oh, yeah. Tell me. Yeah. it's. I, I mean, I guess we have to get through the men in You can tell me after we hear about men in black. So here we go. They wear many hats. They wear many hats. The men in blacks.
1: Men working for government agencies that deal in secrets and unusual activities. Inhuman creatures who look like men, but perform extraordinary acts. And most notoriously, the mysterious men who aid the government in hiding the existence of aliens and UFOs. If you're lucky enough to glimpse a UFO, you might be unlucky enough to be visited by one of the so-called men in black, according to legend.
0: Okay, so we're calling it a legend.
1: Yeah, I guess so. That's what we're going with.
0: Okay, legend of the men in black.
1: Yeah, if you see a UFO, you might get... A visit from one of these guys. Take Harold Dahl, for example. On June 27, 1947, Dahl was on Puget Sound with his son Charles and their dog when he saw six donut-shaped objects floating above the water. One of the objects plummeted and debris hit Charles and the dog, injuring the former and ultimately killing the latter. The
0: dog? The dog died?
1: Yeah. Dahl took photos of the fallen object. And his dead dog. You know, even Stephen King said that, like, when dogs die in his stories, he gets a lot of crap from, like, readers. Oh,
0: yeah. I actually look up movies before I go see them to make sure the animal doesn't die. And if it does, I don't see it.
1: Wow. Yet you're okay with, like, a little kid dying. It's just like, oh. Yeah,
0: totally fine. But if somebody's pet dies, I am over it. But also it's like a trope in film. If you need to prove that somebody's evil, they kill an animal. And I'm just, I think it's lazy writing.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Dahl took photos of the falling object. He showed those photos to his supervisor, Fred Chrisman, who went to Puget Sound and saw the object for himself, becoming a second witness. (laughs) A man in a black suit visited Dahl the morning after the incident. This man recited Dahl's experiences the day before with absolute accuracy, then said,
0: What I have said is proof to you that I know a great deal more about this experience of yours than you will want to believe.
1: The man warned Dahl not to talk about the
0: sighting. Or else. Dun-da-da. Or, da 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 da
1: da Dun-da-da-da-da-da-da. Despite Dahl and Chrisman later recounting their claims, the mythology behind the Men in Black has persisted, and other encounters feed the conspiracy. Okay, so now it's a conspiracy, Michelle.
0: Okay, now we've switched from legend to conspiracy. Yeah. Gotcha, okay.
1: And before that, it was a phenomenon.
0: It was a phenomenon, okay.
1: Yeah, but now it's a conspiracy.
0: Gotcha, gotcha.
1: Albert K. Bender, the founder of International Flying Saucer Bureau, was also allegedly visited by the Men in Black. Bender was a member of the Air Force. After he was honorably discharged, he and his parents moved to Bridgeport, Connecticut. Bender had what he called a chamber of horrors in his attic, containing items such as shrunken heads and original art. He was fascinated by the supernatural.
0: Why is original art like part of the, like, shrunken heads and original art? Like, what is that?
1: Yeah, it sounds like an interesting guy, though. He was fascinated by the supernatural, which complemented his fascination with UFOs, leading him to found the IFSB, which is the thing I mentioned before, the International Flying Saucer Bureau. In 1952, the organization gained global fame with 600 members worldwide. The IFSB had a quarterly newsletter called Space Review that contained UFO sighting testimonies as well as theories. It was through Space Review that Bender orchestrated Sea Day a collective reading of a form letter written by himself by all the members of the IFSB at 6 p.m. on March 15th, 1953, as an attempt to communicate with alien life forms.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, so he just, like, stood there and read it out loud?
1: Yeah, I guess all of them at the same time were going to do that, yeah, the the reading of the letter.
0: But... Like, on what device? Like, I'm hoping it was, like, on a device as opposed to just to the air.
1: Maybe it was just, like, maybe they communicate, like, mentally, so as long as you just, like, read it forever.
0: <laughs> maybe. I hope a radio was involved. Yeah. I hope I hope something. I hope so. they didn't just read it, go stand on their porch and read it out loud to connect with aliens. I mean, maybe. Maybe that works. I mean, we don't know.
1: That's possible. After starting IFSB, Bender began having disturbing experiences, such as a man with glowing eyes stalking him and a persistent foul odor from his attic. These experiences culminated in multiple visits from three men in black suits in July 1953, who demanded he stop his investigation into UFOs.
0: And stop collecting original art. Also, the smell in his attic is probably from the shrunken heads.
1: That's true. It's possible. That's true. Bender believed that these men were employed by an alien power. He eventually gave and ended the IFSB. Space Review's last issue contained the following message. The mystery of the flying saucers is no longer a mystery. The source is already known, but any information about this is being withheld by orders from a higher source. We would like to print the full story in Space Review, but because of the nature of the information, We have been advised in the negative. We advise those engaged in saucer work to be very cautious. Albert Bender wrote an autobiography and moved to California where he passed in 2016. While the men in black remain in the realm of lore, the government's involvement in UFO investigation is very real. Now that's the thing that scares me, Michelle. Seriously.
0: What? That the government's involved?
1: Yeah, I mean, that always scares me when they're involved in anything, but... Imagine you have, like, all this research, right? Like, you have solid proof, like, yeah, there's aliens now. And the government's like, yo, no, you can't do that. And then that's it. Like, they take all of your books, all of your everything. Like, it sounds to me like, you know how religion was, like, back in the day, since you like history and stuff, where you couldn't say that the Earth was round or whatever?
0: Yeah, you were, like, put in jail and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. That's
1: what this feels like.
0: Oh, 100%. That's what it feels like.
1: And now the Pentagon says that, yeah, there are aliens. Yeah, that's true. I mean, not aliens. We have seen UFOs, and we don't know what they are. And...
0: Yeah, but they call them unidentified objects or whatever. So it, that doesn't necessarily mean they're alien. They're just unidentified objects. That's how they get around it, which I kind of always appreciate when someone can just wiggle the language just a little bit. And they're like, well... There are UFOs, but are there? What do they mean? We don't know. We just don't know what it is.
1: In the last couple of decades, American politicians have been increasingly transparent in terms of research investigating UFOs, or UAPs, which are unidentified aerial phenomena, as government agents like to call them. A video leaked of Navy pilots witnessing UFOs in 2017 facilitated the destigmatization of UFO fascination. But the government's history with UFOs began much earlier. The U.S. military first saw UFOs on July 23, 1952, above Pottstown, Pennsylvania. F 94 Starfire fighter jet pilots spotted a large silver pear shaped object. The object did not appear to have any mechanism that would allow it to fly the pilots also saw two smaller objects orbiting the larger one for a total of 30 minutes. Two more UFOs were spotted by an Air Force captain that same year, four days earlier, in Elkins Park in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. Between 1947 and 1969, the U.S. military investigated over 12,000 UFO sightings worldwide as part of Project Blue Book. 701 of those cases remained unsolved.
0: They didn't do a very good job. Of investigating man do you believe in in aliens michelle like do you believe in i don't know i just don't know i'm on the fence they're like one of those things that i'm just on the fence about you know like i think the loch ness monster is bullshit but aliens i'm like i don't know i don't know maybe that was an alien the loch ness monster who knows maybe <laughs> or a tourist trap but whatever it's fine it's fine
1: The U.S. government is not alone in its dabbling in ufology or ufology. Canada, Denmark, Italy, and Sweden all had ufology programs sponsored by the country's government. And France's G-E-I-P-A-N is still an active organization. In 2008, U.S. Senator Harry Reid approved $22 million in funding to start a ufology research initiative.
0: That blew my mind when I read that in the article, or I was like, Harry Reid did that? The guy from Nevada did that. but
1: well, you know, Nevada has aliens. Like, you know that, right?
0: Yeah, I guess now that I'm saying it, I'm like, oh, I guess that makes sense. It would make sense for Arizona and New Mexico as well to all joint forces on that. Yeah, them.
1: aliens love the desert for some reason. Plus, that's where Area 51 is, I think.
0: I thought it was in New Mexico. or No, I guess Roswell's in New Mexico.
1: We don't know this.
0: Area fifty one is in Alexa. Where's Area fifty one? The United States Air Force Facility, commonly known as Area fifty one, is a highly classified remote detachment of Edwards Air Force Base within the Nevada test and in- Oh Nevada, you are right. It is Nevada. Thank you, Alexa.
1: Can <laughs> we use Alexa in the podcast? <laughs>
0: Of course, I don't care. She could be our our (sighs) co-host.
1: Okay. In 2008, U.S. Senator Harry Reid approved $22 million in funding to start a ufology research initiative called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, the existence of which wasn't made public until a decade later, when research documents from the program were leaked. Another progression that was made this year, when the Senate Intelligence Committee, headed by Senator Marco Rubio called for a public report on UAPs. The report refers to UAPs as objects originating from Earth, which conflicts with their common association with the extraterrestrial. The Men in Black was cemented in American pop culture in 1997, when Men in Black was released. Wow, it was released in 1997. That's like almost... Weird, right? That's a long time ago.
0: How come I always end up having to do the math on this I don't content? know. I usually
1: I go with 20, so like, I add 20. In that case, it would be 2017 after 20 years. 20 years? No way.
0: I mean, oh, yeah. So it's over 20 years old.
1: I remember the posters now that I think about it.
0: An animated TV
1: show targeted for kids premiered three months after the box office release of the first film and aired for four seasons through 2001. I told you. It was a cartoon.
0: (laughs) Look, I didn't doubt you.
1: There's also some witness accounts about Men in Black, right? Like, security cam footage. People actually saw two creepy-looking men walk into a hotel, and they got, you know, caught on camera. They're just completely bald, and they say that their lips are, like, ruby red. (laughs) Like, so they, they just look fake. They look robotic. They're tall.
0: Is the theory about the Men in Black... Is that they're aliens, right? Like that they're aliens helping the government.
1: I think it's more like they are members of a government agency that tries to cover all this stuff up. But they could be aliens. I mean, all the accounts say that they're not human. So maybe aliens try to make a human and have them come and destroy evidence.
0: So my mom has this story about how she had a coworker. I don't know, back in the 80s. And she was working for like an electrical firm or something like that. So like an, he was an engineer and totally just an odd guy. And so one day he was bored and he took a trash can lid and put tinfoil on it and threw it in the air and took a photo of it and then proceeded to tell everyone that he had taken a photo of a flying saucer. And then a couple of weeks went by and then these weird guys showed up at his house dressed in black asking him all about the photo and then (laughs) he invited them inside made them hot cocoa which i don't understand like that's like (laughs) a weird that's like a weird part of the story that i'm like why do you why and she's like i don't know why he made him hot cocoa it's a weird story i don't know why and then he realized that they both didn't have socks on so they're both sitting there in their black suits and neither one of them have socks on. And then they pretended to drink the cocoa. But when they left, the cocoa hadn't been drank. What? <laughs> I <know. laughs> and I was <laughs> like, that is such a weird story, Mom. And she's like, I know. And I was like, wait, so do you think the men in black actually came and, like, visited this guy? And she's like, well, you know, I think he was, like, fucking around. You know, and someone decided to fuck with him. And I think it was a weird, elaborate prank that somebody did.
1: So, wait, so this guy's like a credible source. like He said this happened.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's as credible as someone who makes up a UFO sighting is. So
1: he couldn't have made up like the obviously he made up the UFO sighting, but he couldn't have made up the men in black, though.
0: I mean, it's pretty elaborate to like go that far, like the weird detail of making Coco and then was he freaked out? Yeah, he was very worded out by it. Wow. Because he like, had to explain to these guys that he had faked the whole UFO thing. Like, it was just a trash can lid with tinfoil on it that they threw in the air. Like, that's it. That's
1: Wow. Where did this happen again?
0: The Puget Sound. <laughs> full circle. Full circle. The Northwest, obviously.
1: Wait. Wow. Interesting. Okay, I like that. I like that story. I like how it's weird. I like the whole hot cocoa part.
0: Isn't that? I think that's still the weirdest part to me. Is the hot cocoa? Like you didn't have coffee, you didn't have water, you made them hot cocoa. What a weird guy. <laughs> who, who makes that? that yeah, I do Other places
1: you do. I know in <laughs> California. I never ever make. I was buy it. Like
0: yeah, not even. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, maybe I'd do it if I were someplace snowy or whatever, but I probably won't. Hot cocoa is not a top priority for me. Like, having it on stock is not a top priority. Like, I just imagine, like, yeah, come on in. Let me make you some hot cocoa. I mean, it makes me, me you know, more suspicious of that guy than, like, the men in black. They were probably just as weirded out by him making them drink cocoa. And then no socks. Yeah, the no socks is pretty weird with a suit thing. Because, like, if you were real FBI, you'd have socks. Yeah. I mean, you'd have socks on.
1: Did he say what what they look like?
0: I don't think he did. I think he just said they were like G-men looking guys. They'd be FBI, except they had no socks.
1: And they didn't drink the hot cocoa. And they
0: didn't drink it and pretended to drink it, which is weird. Wow. Well, that's a really good story, though, Michelle. Isn't it weird? <laughs> it was weird. Because I, I tentatively told my mom we might be doing the men in black. And she's like, I have a men in black story. And and I find it so strange that it happened right there. Of course. I have another story where this is also why I'm on the fence about aliens is because in college, my friend, her brother made crop circles in Chehalis, which is in the Puget Sound, and it got featured on Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, what? He was just bored one night and he made a bunch of crop circles with his friends and he did a really good job. And so people thought it was real and it got featured on unsolved mysteries
1: wow
0: that's why i'm always a little like "Eh," about aliens her brother was very smart he ended up being a tech millionaire later so you know he made crop circles for fun that got featured on unsolved mysteries
1: wow and they're very mathematical supposedly so makes sense checks out good story too wow that's awesome though i don't know for me
0: though oh yeah you got to talk about your alien encounter
1: it's weird because, first off, people are just going to think I'm super, super, super weird.
0: I just told you a story about drinking cocoa.
1: <laughs> Trust me, this one's like, it, it, it was probably one of my first, like, what I would call paranormal encounters, but I wasn't sure at the time. I was sleeping, and I tell this story, actually, whenever I can tell this story, like, I try to make it seem like it didn't happen to me, but it happened to me. I was in my bed, I don't know what time it was, midnight? I don't know. And I had a closet which had a mirror door. Like, you know, those huge sliding mirrors. And my bed was right next to it. So I remember turning around. It was kind of open. And out of the closet, I was, like, kind of dozing off or whatever. And I just hear this wind. Like like a helicopter, like, just wind. I'm like, what is that? All of us I'm not even kidding you, Michelle. This is, this is 100% real. This bright... Light. I'm saying like it felt like a spotlight. Like bright, 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 bright. And I could hear this wind and everything. It started shining on me. And I was like, what is this? What's happening? Is it coming from the closet? Blah, blah, blah. And I just remember dozing in and out for a while. Next thing you know, I'm fully awake. And I run out of the room. And I find whoever. I think it was my dad who was there in the living room. Which is, I don't know. He was like asleep with the TV on. Typical dad stuff. And he's like what happened or whatever and i'm like i just saw this i could like a thing like i couldn't even describe it seriously
0: did you see a figure or did you see it was just the light and the noise
1: yeah now the things that started happening after is what i found weird
0: Uh uh-huh
1: so this is super weird to think about because it's it happened
0: tell me tell me everything
1: my dad went into, like, he he saw the closet was kind of open. And he's like, was it open before? I'm like, I don't remember, because I really couldn't remember. He started looking through everything and found a box of books, which had paranormal stuff. I used to read them back in the day. I was like eight. I don't know. I don't remember. Nine, nine years old, ten. Honestly, I, I, I don't remember. But then I started noticing that things started popping, like the TV, you know, those old TVs. They started popping at random times. And one time, I remember clearly it was on, And I was like, okay, at midnight, I'm just going to turn off the TV. Right at midnight, bloop, it shut off by itself. And I was like, okay, this is weird. I ran out of the room again. Again, I'm a big chicken, right? I'm a kid.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, it's totally valid. Totally valid to be a big chicken when you're nine years old. You don't have to be a big, strong man.
1: Yeah, I ran out of the room, and I just don't want to go back in. And then eventually, I don't know, I just kind of calmed down. Now, the creepy part is that I started looking this up, like, way back once I had internet. That was probably in high school already. Somebody told me that they're like, hey, do you look at this thing? Uh, it was like a blog post on Senga or something, where this guy was like kidnapped or whatever, had an encounter with alien. He described the light, he described the sound, he described echoes, which I didn't hear. I don't remember echoes, but then he said that his life kind of turned around and he just started getting more. It wasn't logical. Like the word is more like pensive, like more intro, like I don't know. And that's what he said. That's when the story started really... I started really losing it. Because it was like, uh, I didn't become that. I'm the same, I think.
0: The same as you were when you were nine? But it creeped me out, thinking that what if that
1: thing was an alien thing?
0: Oh, 100%. Well, and that was like validating too, which is what I love about paranormal accounts is that something happens and you're like, oh, I'm crazy, I'm crazy, I'm crazy. And then someone else just shares something. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, it's like it's fine. Like, it happened, and it was weird, but it happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah, again, the skeptic inside of me. Like, I say, it's, you know, we've seen lights. We know this stuff. We were dreaming. I obviously read into paranormal stuff. Like, I read all the stuff. So I knew about them. So my mind just kind of filled in gaps. But it, it does bother me.
0: I mean, honestly, even if it was a dream, that would still be a really intense, awful dream to be having. Like that's not, that's not fun. And also psychics are really pro aliens being interdimensional beings, right? And so like, this is always creeps me out, but they're like, Oh, they pick a line in a family and they'll come and visit like, Maybe you should talk to the other males in your family about it and see if this has ever happened. Oh,
1: that's that's creepy.
0: I know, but they will come visit and like keep tabs on you, maybe abduct you. But they do this to family lines, according to psychics.
1: I've heard of that. Yeah, well, I have heard of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. so you might want to check in with like any older male relatives you might have if something weird happened to them. Just check, you know. You just want to like double check and make sure everything, you know. Just a one-off, just a one-off, you know?
1: <laughs> Being checked out by aliens.
0: Yeah, generationally. Uh,
1: yeah, that is creepy. Anywho, but either way, I think aliens are super interesting topics. But the men in black, though, wonder what they're hiding. I wonder why they don't want us to know what's going on.
0: I wonder why they don't wear socks.
1: <laughs> right? Or why they don't like hot cocoa.
0: Yeah, like, what does that mean? doesn't
1: make any sense.
0: They don't like cocoa and they don't wear socks. Who are these people? Who are how do you get that job?
1: Yeah, but there's video of it. I don't know if you ever seen it, Michelle.
0: I would just like, I wish we could zoom in on their shoes and see if they have socks on. Cause it's like the type of thing where they could not have socks on and wouldn't that be a weird
1: Yeah, it says that they were they were identical. That's. I was curious. Like, did that guy that's fake the picture say anything about that? That's. Uh, I'll
0: have to inquire, but I think I think that would have been mentioned if they looked exactly the same. Like if they wow were identical. But I mean, there were so many other weird things happening that clearly are were, were more important to him than. <laughs> they looked the same. <laughs> like they didn't drink my cocoa. What the hell's yeah. happening? This is so rude.
1: (laughs) I thought you were gonna say like he was worried that they were gonna do something to him because he faked the thing and they were trying to make sure. I
0: think like he felt like once he explained that it was fake, it was fine. You know what I mean? Like once he like showed them what it was and that he knew it was fake, he was just being a shit pretty much because he was bored. So
1: yeah, that's how it is, Bigfoot land.
0: Oh yeah, Bigfoots. So that was the men in black.
1: Da, 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 da. Hope
0: you remember. Is that the way the song goes? I don't know. No, that was Forget Me Not. Something
1: I combined Forget Me Nots and. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the end of the episode anyway. <laughs> 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 so be sure to tune in next week for the next scary mystery surprise. Michelle, are you excited?
0: Oh, I'm always excited for a surprise.
1: Yeah. Because I don't know what the surprise is going to be. So.
0: And neither do I. So if
1: you want to surprise us with something, make sure you let us know what topic you want us to talk about. And we will talk about it on here. Send us an email. It's in the description of the episode. Or find us via social media or our website. ScaryMysterySurprise.com
0: What are we going to talk about next week, Edwin?
1: I don't know. Guess it'll be a surprise.